Hello. And, we <laughs> and oh, welcome hello. to House of Vecna, the Stranger Things podcast. It is I, Francis, <laughs> and I am here with the incomparable, the amazing, the woman across the Zoom call, the co-host who is wearing a shirt that says ovaries on it. <laughs> And it's all I can see. I forgot the rest of what it says. But she is there and she is here. It is Alyssa. How are you today? Francis, that was, I think that was your best ever intro you've ever done. Wow. It really sets the mood yes. of the podcast, I feel, of episode seven. Yes. Um, thank you, Francis. And I would like to add, I am also joined by my incomparable, <laughs> splendid... Uh, wonderful, yes, oh. splendid, uh, doubly spooky friend, Ooh. Francis. Uh, yes, I'm wearing a jumper that says ovaries. Talk about them, and it's a campaign for ovarian cancer. So, anyone on listening to this pod who has ovaries, if you have pain, go to your doctor and get it checked out. That's my little plug. <laughs> hey, it's a good plug. It's it's important. It's very it's, important. It's not a bad plug. So yes. when I saw um, that I it said ovaries, I did talk about them. So you did um, exactly. But yes, I I am doing well today. Um, the weather's not so great, but it it's also gloomy. feels very. Yeah. It's gloomy, but it feels very appropriate. It does for the pod. It does. And um, yes, I've been keeping a close eye on my uh, little upside down portal in my room. <laughs> Oh, and, please, uh, luckily, update, update. Oh, update. Well, there's no update. Um, I have moved everything from underneath the portal, mm -hmm. um, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it hasn't gotten any worse. Um, it hasn't gotten any better. So, yes, someone is going to come and check it out and hopefully fix it for us. Hooray. Oh. Um, but it, it uh, yes, uh, it is not a natural portal. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who you ask yes. in the Hawkins gang, yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, yes. And how are you doing on this gloomy day? I'm I'm doing A-OK. -okay, fine. I don't know why I keep saying A-OK -okay on the No, on the it's, podcast. A, it's legit. It's, it, that's just the word that comes out. Um, it's kind it, of like it how... It encompasses a lot. Yeah. And you know how like you always say, can I just say? It's just one of those things where like yeah. things just come out in the in the podcast. And, you know, I, I think I'm, yeah, I'm doing A-OK. -okay. Um Yep. And uh, yeah, so I good. What what did I do today? I went for a drive. I mean, it's Sunday. Nice. It's a lazy Sunday, so I, that's pretty much all I did. And I listened to some music, and I did some washing, and that was about it. But anyway, nice. productive. We are here to talk about episode seven, yes, the massacre at Hawkins Lab. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, overall thoughts on the episode, Alyssa. How did you feel about? episode seven or chapter seven as a whole before we get into it yes well this one is a meaty boy it is, it is an hour and 39 minutes i think is the total runtime mm -hmm. so yes before every pod before every time we talk i always like to rewatch the episode because i too have a terrible memory and i could literally remember nothing <laughs> even though i was like oh yeah like i remember that one thing about that one character but everything else i was like oh what happened yes um, and yes, when I watched it, I was, um, I was, uh, I had that same sense of like mystery mm -hmm. and like, like, oh my gosh, my brain is imploding. And, um, it was really cool 
I was going to make a pun about Vecna's curse, but then I was like, no, I'm not going to put that out there in the universe. Um, Just in case. Yeah. Do you remember when you were watching A Haunting of uh, Bly Manor and you mm-hmm. were talking about how there was a lake nearby your house and you were scared <gasps> that the Lady of the Lake was going to come yes. in the middle of the night? I know. And then I moved into a very old house. And yes, my house is extremely creaky. The same house I'm in now that has a portal to the upside down. <laughs> so now I'm like, great. <laughs> um, but yes, I do remember that moment. And actually, it's probably time to rewatch that soon. It's a oh, good series. That yes, one. please. Uh, very beautiful love story. Mm-hmm. We love it. We love it here at House we do. of Backman. Love it. Um, uh, what were we talking about? We were we were kind of talking about how episode seven oh, yes. is is happening. Uh, well, what happened? Yes. And what did you think of the episode? I I definitely enjoyed it. I think that the first time that I watched it, it was one of those things where like everyone finished it and they were like, "Whoa, that was awesome!" And I kind of felt that too, but I also felt like information overload, so I needed time mm. to think about it. Yeah, um, it is a lot. There's a lot that happens and it's a long episode. So a lot of the time when I watch something that I definitely have enjoyed, but it, it gives a lot of exposition and story, I like to sit on it and think about it. Yeah. Um, so on a second watch, it was really good to kind of like rewatch and see like how I felt about it. And I, I still think it's a really strong ending and mm-hmm. um, still very is, enjoyable yeah. and some excellent scenes, some excellent camera work. Um, oh, for sure. And yeah, I just, I, I, a good character moment. So definitely vibed. Uh, how yeah. about you? Did you vibe? Yes, I vibed as well. Um, yeah, same, similar thing. Like there's definitely something on my set, a couple of things on my second rewatch that like, I don't know, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Some mm-hmm. of the stuff I was like, oh, it's, this is a bit of a, like it's, um, uh, uh, we'll get into it, mm-hmm. but on the whole, I loved it. There's there's a couple of little things that I picked up on the second rewatching that, like, I do think for me there was a bit of recency bias, like we were talking about. Yeah. Like for me, when I first saw it in the moment, I was like, I was just totally blown away. I still am, but then when you're right, when you think about it and you like sit with it for a bit, there's a couple of things that you're like, mm, I didn't love that so much. But like, I think on the whole, ten out of ten, like. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, same. I think I, I can't really sit here and like, you know, floor what they did. I feel like they pulled all the strings together that we needed. Well, most Definitely. of them. Um, yeah. And th- anything that's left, you know, obviously you've said many times before on this podcast that this isn't a full story yet. It's not. Um, it, it almost feels like it could be though. It feels like yeah, it could be, not. but you know that it's not. And you know there are some pieces that we're still waiting for. So I, yes. I kind of like reserve any um any any feelings True, we that can't. I have yeah 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 because I'm kind of like any feelings where I feel like I may not know as much as I want to know I know it's probably coming in the next two episodes um absolutely and we've still so. got four hours like yeah four hours it's basically you know if you compare that to seasons one two and three four hours is basically four episodes so it's I know. it's uh yeah. it's mental but yeah so shall we jump in shall we yes. shall we shall we jump right in we shall. We so um yeah, so the whole opening scene after we mm-hmm. established at the end of episode six is Steve being overtaken by those, you know, rabid bats. Uh, <laughs> yes. And um, and while, you know, it's just not looking good for him, he is getting bitten. It is like He's bloody. Chunks, it chunks taken out taken of him. Out, yes. He is saved by Nancy first. 
I just want to say something really quick, okay? Okay. There's okay. just something that I want to say. I, I just, I can't help it. I have, this is, this is not a Stranger Things problem. This is a movie problem okay. or a, yeah. a TV series Go. problem. I do not like when people show up in the midst of like a chaotic situation and they have like a bat in hand or a gun or a weapon mm. and they hit something and then they wait and they say some line. Like, you yeah, know what I it mean? Always happens. And yeah. like it happened in Multiverse of Madness. Christine, like, like she was like saving Stephen Strange and like she turned on this flamethrower and she goes, go back to hell. And I was like, <laughs> when do you have time to make these quips? <laughs> yeah. Like Nancy, I can't remember what she said. I think she said hi there or something. And I'm like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that though. You, I'm with it. I'm like, cool. Like, you know, let's, yeah. let's go with it. Cause it's TV. But those moments take me out because I'm always like, I just, it's a TV movie thing. They just, just do that do all not, the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's a trope. And I, I yeah. just, but anyway, anyway, outside of that. And the other thing that I noticed in that scene is that, so I on the whole, I, I did really like this scene. I thought it looked a little bit cartoonish. That's mm-hmm. okay. It's still like, you can still tell that like Steve was not going, things weren't going well. And like, yeah. Um, the other thing I noticed though, is that I don't remember when the, the gang jumped in, I don't remember them taking the oars with them, but they appeared with the oars from the oh, robot yeah, yeah, from the yeah. other end. And I was like, okay, maybe I just didn't see that happen. Unless there were oars in the upside down. Yeah. Well, that could Because there are items in the upside down, you know? So yeah. perhaps they, they came into the thing and they found oars on the ground. But yeah, and, know, it's, it's just that, up. it's kind of like that thing like you were saying though, like it's, it's kind of the thing you have to eyebrow raise at yeah. a little bit. Like they, they, they have to swim like, it looked like at least a hundred meters down. You know, they're carrying a big bulky oar. They go through. Yeah. They're not captains of the swim team either. So it's no. just, it, yeah. It it's okay. A, it's okay. It will move yeah. past it. But anyway. Yeah, it's scene. a great scene and it works to get them all where they need to be. Yeah. So, that's so fine. I really appreciated, you know, the Robin and Nancy teaming up because it one's yes. on Nancy's back and Robin's like pulling it. And, you know, I loved that uh, Eddie was just like, kind of, what the fuck is going he was, on? He, he says, Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and I was and, like, yes, me too. And then, like, um, uh, uh, Steve picks up one and just starts smacking I it know. on the ground on either side. And um, I loved that Robin asked about rabies. Because Stop. I was like, good question. <laughs> like, I was thinking the same thing. And it's so funny because, like, in that moment, I was literally like, oh, my gosh, this is me. Like, because I've had this discussion with my friends who have been talking about rabies. And I straight away yes. just go to the, like, you know, the – because, yeah, when you – obviously, if you do get exposed to rabies, like, you're pretty much fucked if you don't get the vaccine mm-hmm. in, like, 24 hours or whatever it is. And, like, that is literally me. Like, I – I mean, she's not catastrophizing, like, because that is a legitimate thing that's happening right there and then. But I was like oh. – I just feel seen. Yes. <laughs> moment. I feel seen by Robin. Once again, yeah. she is the best person in the world. Round of applause yes. for Robin. And she cares about rabies, which oh. is fair enough. Yes. Because, I mean, and it is like, I mean, going on further into this scene, like it is like concerning that Steve seems like he's not Yeah, well. he's lost like three kilos of flesh, you know. And, mm. and yeah, so yeah, Robin's like when the symptoms set in, you're basically like dead. So... Yeah. Yes. I don't know. You've got to wonder what's going on. And she mentions it on. twice as well. Yeah, you've got to wonder what's going on with Steve right now. And i got to say, you know, when they're biting <laughs> him and all that shit's going on, mm, 
I'm a little <laughs> bit. I'm a little bit like I don't really know if he's gonna if there's this is gonna be something that just gets brushed over because I don't you know, think it can be. If brushed you over. if you mention it's... it twice and you also you know I know yeah. that they've used it as like a yet another thing you know to kind of push the Nancy and Steve story together. Yeah, I have to say I'm also quite concerned because when they you know, yeah. there's that rule of three thing in stories. And they've kind of mentioned it now like three times that he oh, has, sure. you know, or sure. more. So I'm kind and of it, like, and they're laying it on really thick with the Nancy and Steve stuff. So yeah, unless they're gonna make another Jonathan Nancy Steve triangle happen again, I. But then I thought maybe maybe they're gonna trick us and it's gonna be Nancy that dies, and that's and that's the trick. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I'm, I mean, I could imagine Nancy dying. My only thing with Nancy dying, and I think I... And this is just me being like, you know... Are you okay? Sorry, now? there's like a bug. Oh, I just, oh, I just did you kill her? Sorry, continue. Did you kill yeah, her? I, I, I heard it. that you have to actually... You have to clap over it, not not where you see it. So, like, if you clap uh, on top of where it is, okay. that is how you get it, apparently. Oh, that must <laughs> little, have been what I tip. Little dead. tip I'm just going to push the... Push the the bug guts off the oh that's very nice do you want to like sanitize your hands or something um do you want to wash your hands yeah okay <laughs> i'll wait here okay cool, go cool, cool, cool. you just go i'll sing the, i'll sing the listeners a song okay <clears throat> while Alyssa is gone i'm going to sing a song and uh i i don't really know what song it's going to be let's think hmm what song do we want to sing um well we could always go with you know, Tate Bush, which is the, the song that we all love very much right now, um, in, in with for our dearest Max. Could sing the Never Ending Story theme song, which, you know, is is um uh good would also be alright, but actually oh Alyssa's back, so I don't have to sing anything. It's all good. I'm was, here. I'm here. Oh, you're gonna sing the Potter song. I, I was gonna sing the Potter song, but I was I was deliberating and I was talking to the listeners and I was saying, Look, I'm I'm just not sure which way I wanna go and then you came back, so okay, home free. There you go. Um, well I couldn't find my hand sanitizer, so that's why it took so long. I had to go and wash my hands. That's okay, that's totally fine. Um anyway, we appreciate hygiene. <laughs> yeah, we do. We and I this is the type of thing I'm sure Robin would mention as well. Yes, hundred percent. So, okay, after this scene happens, uh, we uh, jump on over to old mate Agent Wallace, who is being tortured by Gary, the lieutenant. (laughs) Um, And he pleads. He's like locked in a box. I know. Horrible. Scary. And he like pleads with them to stop torturing him and, um, you know, and asks them not to kill Eleven uh, if he tells them. So. And Gary does nod, but he doesn't verbally confirm. say yes. Yep. He doesn't confirm. <gasps> and when that happens... How is this going to come back? Yes. When this happens, you don't know. Uh, you just don't know. Yeah. Mm. So, okay, yeah. So, he, yeah. Not, not a good time for not that a man. Good time. He's being tortured anyway. So, I don't think we see anything more about him. No, just that moment. Meanwhile, while yeah. that's happening, we do cross over to Eleven. And she yes. is still trying to get her powers back at the lab. Um, Owens is like saying that Hawkins is running out of time and said that he's yep. compromised his principles for Brenner's experiments to bring back Elle's powers. But instead yes. he sees a frightened, traumatized little girl. And, yes. um, you know, I think this is a good scene because it kind of just sets up the fact that I think Owens has had enough. He's like, this is, mm. you know, yeah, I get what you're trying to do and I get why it's important for Hawkins, but all I'm watching is this little girl being tortured. And it's a horrible, yeah. it's a true thing. It's horrible to witness. I yeah. hated watching it too. How did you feel, Alyssa? Yeah. 
Yeah, I felt the same way. Um, and I also noted that scene um, because it's how we feel as well. Mm. Like, we we just continually see Eleven being more traumatised the further that she goes down, um, down, you know, this trip into her memories. Um, and, yeah, Sam Owens also notes that, like, he doesn't uh, – sh- he's not actually sure anymore if Brenna does know the stakes with Hawkins being in danger mm. or if he just wants more daddy daughter time. Mm. So that's what he actually says. So that is something that True. is like a bit like, what are his actual motives here? Like, is he trying to help Eleven or is he just trying to trap her? Yeah. Um, and so, and that's a, like a valid point. Um, yeah. And, and, and then is that confirmed that he is her father? Is that what we're meant to deduce that he is actually her father? I don't know. And, and I mean, who cares? It's yeah. one of those things where I'm sure in time we, we, we might, you know, yeah. have answers of because I I was wondering that too the whole time when I was watching this. I'm like, well, who who yeah. actually it is, is an extra layer yeah. of creep though. It is totally if that is if um, that is true. Yeah. So Brenna yeah. goes on, you know, to actually talk to Elle and tells her that she's regressing, and he also yeah. tells her that you know because she's she's kind of stuck in that place of am I a monster or am I a superhero? Yes. And he tells her that uh, good and bad is part of us, and we have to embrace both sides. Which, mm-hmm. as much as the dude sucks, I mean, it's a decent point. Um, mm, you it know. is, yeah. And uh, he tells Elle to journey back into the past one more time, and mm-hmm. she complies, mostly because I think she just wants the complete truth and to face it. That's basically, yeah. you know. And I think that I think that at this stage, like, it's interesting because Eleven, you can tell that she's got, she has that hesitance towards wanting to do anything. She's tried to escape, she's tried to do that. But she's very conflicted yeah. because she's like... yeah who am I and I need my powers back and Hawkins yeah. is in danger and I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, does she know Hawkins is in danger? I mean, she kind of has an idea. She does. But she yeah, doesn't... Because at, yeah. At the end of episode three, that's when Sam Owens tracks her down and they have that chat conversation in the, in the right. diner. Yes, yeah. Exactly. So she knows, um, it's a lot of pressure to put on like oh. a 15 year old, whatever it is. But, um, yeah, the other thing that I just wanted to note that Brenner says in this scene is he said the door is always open. This place is not a prison. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you say that, but your actions do not correspond no, with your words. Absolutely um, not. She got a needle in her neck the last time she tried to leave. However, maybe, maybe it's something that I don't know. Like if if she did decide not to do it, maybe he would let her walk away. I don't really see that happening though. Mm. Um, you can tell that he's far too invested in her and and get her getting her powers back. So anyway, yes, she does um, decide to go back into Nina. You know, she looks at that outfit, that white swimming outfit, whatever mm. it is. <laughs> and then in the next scene, obviously she's in it and she is um, about to get back into it. Yes. And before that happens, we cut over to Max, Dustin, and Lucas, who are being interrogated <gasps> by the useless police. And, <laughs> and their um, parents. They, yeah, and they tell them that they were simply going for a walk to the lake. Yeah. And Dustin's voice is very high-pitched, you know. So yeah. like, that is, you know. And the police Dustin's ask... like, little night swim. Yeah, and the police ask if they've had any contact with Eddie. And Dustin is like, that psycho, that freak. <laughs> killer yeah. absolutely not you know it's very and his voice is still very high yeah. and fucking mr wheeler is like 
threaten them with a little jail time. That would that'll loosen their lips. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. excuse him what? Excuse him what? It's such a it's such a Ted Wheeler thing oh. to say. Like he always just puts in these little like comments that are just like totally not helpful at all. Yeah, this scene was really funny because they're all being questioned. The parents are around them as well, and the kids are lying. And Erica's going, they're all lying. Like yeah. the couch is on fire. And um and then finally like they're all arguing over each other and then finally we hear the chief say, Shut up! <laughs> And I was like, You should have done that an episode ago. Um yeah. yeah, so the police decide they're gonna interview Max first. Um, so she's annoyed by that, but she goes off anyway, and then we cut back to the upside down. Steve is still shirtless and wounded. And um, Robin is once again being charming and annoying Steve to death, uh, you know, asking, yeah. uh, you know, trying to figure out the rabies situation. Yeah, no. He's just like, he's like saying how he wants to punch her in the face. And she goes, sense of humor still intact. And she's like, yeah, she's like, tick. Yes, that's a good thing. So Nancy bandages up Steve and they have yet another moment because the mm. show wants to bash us over the head to let us know that they have four moments an episode just to let us know they are rekindling something. I get it! Uh. I get it! <laughs> it's not that's something that I'm like particularly interested in seeing, but like I've said, I think Steve's going to die, so I think they're just really pushing it so that when he does or when Nancy does, it's a whole thing. But I don't... Okay, just side note. The reason why I don't think Nancy's going to die is because in my mind, okay, I, in my mind, her becoming friends with Robin is a new established relationship that matters. Whereas I feel like with Steve, every relationship he has is already past that precipice of anything new. Yeah. So with Nancy and Robin, I know it's like a big thing to say Nancy's not going to die because she's friends with Robin. But that, that, that is what I'm saying. That, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, I totally get it. They're, they're, it's almost like if Steve does die, Nancy has like a supportive person who's also going to feel that loss um, and, and their friends that's already established. I think my hope is that like, I mean... I agree with you. I do think Steve is on his way out purely because he doesn't have any other storyline now than kind of babysitting the kids, which is comedic. Yeah. Um, you can only take that so far. It yeah. Does, yeah, you can You can only take it so far. But like I said to you in our text message conversation, he is a beloved character. He is, absolutely. And when he dies, I... I'm just, I'm going to be getting the pitchforks out, man. Unless, unless I, unless it's a scene that I really, really like, which I, uh, there are some that might, you know, there's some scenarios, I'm sure, if he goes out in his blaze of glory. But man, yeah, I'm not going to be a happy chappy. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I hear what you're saying and I agree. Because I I think for me, it comes down to like, I think we said this in the last episode where I hate, I hate deaths for no reason. So when Daenerys Mm. died, just when she's reached her goal, when, you know, Villanelle dies, just when she's, you know, kind of had her moments of realizing how she feels and how she feels about herself and yada, yada. I, with Steve, it's a bit different. It's a bit different because you feel like as a, as a writer and, you know, as uh, you know, as people that both like stories, and we invest in a lot of stories, and we read a lot, and we're used to character development. There is a part of me where I sit here and I go, if I can't logically think of where Steve goes next, the only logical thing for me to think this far into this story, when he wasn't even supposed to be a character that came past season one, um, is that 
perhaps he is he's done everything mm. he needs to do and his yeah. last hurrah is doing something that saves Nancy or saves Robin or both or yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a theory that I'm going to hold on to. I don't know if I'm going to remember to say okay. this, but I have a theory where actually Eddie and Steve may actually die together. And I will talk about this in okay. a, bit, a bit later. But when we come to Eddie, he makes mention yeah. of something and it just kind of stuck with me. So anyway, we'll get back to that. But anyway... Um, yep. They decide they're going to travel to Nancy's house and pick up okay, some Can I just goons. say one thing, though? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> um, obviously, I watch Stranger Things with subtitles, as I think most people do. We've talked about the subtitles quite a lot because mm-hmm. um, it's obviously like some of the most entertaining subtitles ever. Yes. But as, um, as Nancy is tenderly bandaging Steve up, you can see the subtitle says, Wet Squelch. Oh. <laughs> And I was just like, that's gross. What is squelching? Like, I, and I and just... they look at it and it's like pulsating. Like that's going to come back into play, I'm Wet sure of it. Squelch. That's our favourite oh, one. Oh, I, I don't know how many times I've written wet squelch in this in this season, but it's a lot. I would love a count. Yes. Uh, listeners yes. out there, if you have an overall count of how many times said wet squelch, please let us know. Email yeah. us at houseofexpert at gmail.com. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, Very good insertion of the uh, <laughs> <email>. on Twitter. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. So they remember they have guns. No. Uh, Nancy remembers, Nancy remembers she has guns because it's America. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, though I think that she probably has guns because they tried to kill the monster in season one. Yes. Yes. I think that's the that's that reference. Yeah. Um, side note: I remember one time when mm-hmm. I was in America mm-hmm. in the in the south, mm-hmm. and I went to Walmart and. Walmart was like the coolest place I've ever been in my life, and I still have fond <laughs> memories going to Walmart. I don't know why. It's just like this thing for like non-Americans when you go to Walmart. It's like this big shiny place. But yeah, there was this like massive section of the store just full of guns, oh and God. I was like, "This is the fucking weirdest thing oh, I've ever seen in my life." So weird. I just side note: if you if you if you're in the US in Australia, we don't have guns. I don't know a single person who has a gun. Neither. Like, cool and and if you you would never see it in a in a in a store in a anywhere no. but i will say this i have only i've never actually been to the south i've only ever been to new york and uh california um I've, and somewhere someplace on the east coast i've been to like philadelphia and um i i've never uh, and i've been to vegas but i've never actually been to like the the places where you would be like oh there's a gun in a store so like i haven't yeah. seen that myself but i can imagine how that would have been for you it, it would have been trippy it as is. hell it um, is so trippy yeah but anyway back to anyway where we're at. so meanwhile in russia uh hopper and enzo are preparing themselves to fight the demogorgon and Hopper says he, when uh, speaking about L, that it must be hardwired into us to reject our fathers so that we can come into our mm. own. And he says that he hopes she's coming into her own right now, um, which yeah. is an interesting, you know, juxtaposition mm. because obviously he's speaking about that while she's in the Nina project, and technically she yeah. is coming into her own. But it's an she interesting is. thing about saying reject our fathers because, yeah. like, he's saying that, but Dr. Brenner's currently working with her, so it's just like oh. it's a really interesting comment to make. And I haven't really it like is. thought about it to too much extent, but just when I when I heard him say that, I'm like, what an interesting thing yeah. about her rejecting fathers and coming into her own but then she's found herself back where she was mm. so technically she is coming into her own but she's also stuck really there's probably more to come with um ellen papa yeah for um, sure um 
that will definitely uh, tap into that a bit more. For sure. I think. The other thing that um, Hop says, he says kind of like a uh, sorry uh, to cut you off. Do you have anything else? No, you go you ahead. Going to say go about ahead. that section. No. I was just going to say when he was talking to Enzo, he says a comment where he's like, he's sort of like thinking about his situation and he's like looking over the arena. So obviously they know what's about to happen. And he says, um, I thought I was put here to pay for what I've done, but I might have been put here for some other reason. Mm. Maybe I can still help Eleven, even if it's the last thing I do. Yeah. And and there, so they're talking about miracles and prayer and stuff like that. Mm. But I didn't really understand what that comment meant. Like where he's like, I, is it because he wants to kill the Demogorgon because... He thinks killing this animal is going to have something to do with the overall situation. Yeah, I think that he I thinks sort of, he thinks that that it's connected. There is some something. type of connection between obviously what the yeah. Russians are doing and the upside down. Right. So I okay. think that in his mind, he's like, whatever I, I am capable of doing, if it helps L, I want to do it. That's basically yeah, yeah. the impression that I got from that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so Joyce, Murray, and Yuri show up with Murray disguised as Yuri. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and he speaks Russian, and it's a bit of one of those moments. It's quite tense, and you know what not. But they manage to get through the gate and into the prison unscathed, uh, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So uh, that worked out for them. Um, mm, I thought that was quite a creative scene. I quite liked it. It's one of those things that I'm like, oh, would I come up with that if I was writing with it? Yeah, writing with it. It's cool. Um, the Joyce Murray. I think you made mention of this in a previous podcast, but. The Joyce Murray and Yuri thing is at its best when they're in Russia. Um, mm. You know, obviously yeah, when they're there, when they're there mm. and they're kind of doing all this stuff, I actually found it really entertaining. And um, yep. when they're kind of there to kind of save Hopper and whatnot, it's it's very entertaining. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, and um, and yeah, obviously, like we believe that Murray, like obviously he's spoken Russian many times before. Um, so that makes sense in that moment. It's not a total stretch that he could play a Russian and, um, and yeah, and, and potentially um, full a secu- uh, prison guard. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that went well as well. Uh, so back yeah. at the lab, uh, Elle yeah. is stuck in the water again and is thrown yeah. back into her memories and, Brenna, in Elle's memory, uh, asks the other kids who was in charge of Eleven's concussion. And Mm -hmm. uh, Two is uh, like, oh, she fell because she's stupid and clumsy. And I'm like, you are an asshole. Shut up. I just wanted to punch him in the face when he said that. He has such a punchable face. He does. He really does. And um, for his, you know, his collared and uh, horrible. Yeah, which is, is, Uh, to be fair, I felt sorry for him. In that, in that scene he's forced to admit that he her, oh, every time that he lies uh they kind of up the ante on on the collar and um yeah it's a very uncomfortable scene to watch and l looks very uncomfortable watching it too watching him get tortured even though you know he hurt her um it's the and, first time that we do see like torture though yeah or like um yeah that sort of control method used to control the children mm. basically um and yeah, I, I don't think we've ever seen. Obviously, like we know that Elle escaped, and that we know that it wouldn't have um, been like pleasant. Uh, but that's kind of the first time that we see um, that Doctor Brenner has this real like um, I don't know, like he just has that real sense of like control. A very and this sinister comes side. Further. Yeah, you're right, sinister. Yeah. And this obviously comes back into play later in the episode as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. 
we go back to Robin, Nancy, Eddie and Steve and they're walking through the woods and Steve thanks Eddie for saving his ass and Eddie goes Mm -hmm. on to say that Dustin worships Steve Yeah, and it's kind of annoying and Steve looks touched by the comment, just wanted to say. I thought it was cute because there's a little subplot happening there with like, you know, Steve and Dustin kind of bantering the whole season but, you know, there's this sweetness behind it because while they banter they really do care about the other and actually on the same page and it's just sweet you know um so I just really like that they 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 care so much about being friends um yeah it's really cute uh but anyway Eddie is jealous but Eddie admits that Steve is a good dude despite everything he has going for him and um he also reveals he wasn't the one to jump out of the boat he makes mention that it was the girls but um, again, uh, again, he makes with the laying and all. Yeah, the, the whole like it was Nance, Nancy and Robin went in first, and Nancy didn't waste a second because, you know, it, he goes on to say that he she Steve should try to get Nancy back because it was an unambiguous sign of true love, and I'm still confused why Steve and Nancy cynical eyes yes, I've ever seen. I'm yeah. still confused why Steve and Nancy's being laid on so thick. But anyway point that I wanted to make okay Eddie makes a mention here and he says it in the first episode and he says it here and I have noticed it every time he says that when he faces danger he runs away he has said it twice now that Mm. makes me think there is a scene there is a scene in the trailer where he is playing the guitar on top of his trailer (gasps) right that I'm so excited for I know I'm so excited now my thing here is that if his whole thing has been I run away I run away and he keeps mentioning it he's not going to run away he's probably going to supply some music to help people and he and maybe he's going to die so that's why I said I think Steve and Eddie may actually die together because it may be a thing of like they're just fighting alongside each other do they have a death quota though like what is too much for the death quota i don't know and i don't know what's too much for the death quota when you're at the end of the series like because obviously we're coming to season five there and and in order to have the stakes rise to the point where you need it to in season five i think something really significant has to happen in the end of this this season yeah i cut that's why i'm like we have had a whole of stranger things is basically deaths of secondary characters you know um, you had Barb die in season one. You had Bob die in season two. You had Billy die in season three. It's all B, 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 right? Um, I know. And then, when's the A? When are the A characters yeah, going to be affected? And then yeah. you get to season four and it's like, we can't just have another purely secondary character die anymore. I think they're going to do, I think they're going to swing big. And I think, I think this is, I'm just going to say it right now. I think Steve's a goner and I think Eddie might be a goner. And I think that yeah. that I think the kids are fine until season five, but there's a chance in season five that we might see someone cark it. I don't know. I don't know about season five yet, but season four yeah. has something big has fucking got to happen because you've got to go into season five with some type of real vendetta, some type of we got to shut this shit down because yeah. when you kill someone that, you know, you love that much in a yeah. in a everyone's gonna want the fucking upside down closed in season five. Yes, you know. Yes. Anyway, I know. I think you're right. I I do think that Steve dying is really obvious though, it and is. so I hope that's the reason that they don't do it because they're laying it on so thick that I just hope 
Yeah, it's either they're laying on this stick because it's happening or because they're doing the sneaky misdirect type thing mm. and something else happens. But he, yeah, I mean, Eddie, I can probably, I can see that he's probably going to die, like, because he's a new character. He's a very loved character. Mm. But I can definitely see that he is on the um, on the firing line. But I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to think of who else it would be because I, I do think the, the, the kids are probably all safe except maybe for Elle at the end of the series. Um, yeah, but I just, I can't think of who else they would kill off except for Nancy or, I don't think they would do Robin because I think Robin's got more nah, of a story to tell there. definitely don't think Robin. Nope. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. Steve, I think Steve is, is obviously the most likely candidate. I'm just wondering if they have, they realize that it's obvious and they, they subvert it, but you know, who knows? Yeah, I think, I think. In some ways, it's it's one of two things. It's either, yeah, they're going to subvert it or they're preparing the audience because, mm. like, in because I can get to this point. If I've got to this point now where I'm, like, I'm expecting Steve to die, if you just threw that on me out of nowhere, I would be so yeah, upset. Yeah. But I'm at a point now where I'm kind of like... Oh, like a particular last show we just watched. Exactly. <laughs> but if you, but if we, you know... <laughs> drilling. <laughs> drilling. Cleave. Yeah. Um, and trainer phones but i was you know i I, when you get me to a point speaking personally when i'm like i'm expecting this and i see why and i don't i'm not mad at it like i'll be devastated i don't want steve to die and it's fucking super clear right i would rather i would rather nancy die probably um because i think that i'm just more connected to steve than i am to nancy however if Nancy dies, it's not going to be that much of a like. It doesn't really do much, right? It, it does, no. but it, it doesn't. It doesn't hit the same way Steve does. Uh, Steve, but is it a safer death? Because you do have some deaths that are like the the stakes are high, but they're like, oh, you know, yeah. Like they're, they're the char- like Nancy's yeah. one of those characters where you're like, oh, like I really like her, but but she's... okay, you know, but, rest okay. in peace, right? That's how I would feel. But if Steve <laughs> dies, I'm like fucking hell but like it's that really might sad. be the story they want to tell they might want people like and i think the thing is like if he does die i i'm pretty sure that would give him an epic death 100 percent, yeah and then it will be like something that fans talk about for ages and so i would be okay with that type of thing happening um, yeah, yeah and i also think it wouldn't be the worst thing right and and this is just you know sometimes i wonder where dustin goes in the next series and if steve were to die you could see a really interesting storyline with dustin you know trying to come to terms with that loss and and you know so there's a lot of things you can do with a steve death that would set up a really interesting season five but i will say this again i don't want it to happen i don't want it to happen okay but i'm just this is just where my brain goes as a writer my brain is like I, i feel like that's what they're doing but anyway there's a big earthquake in the upside down, yeah. and uh, and and Robin says, "Okay, second on my list of least favorite things: earthquakes. I'm already unsteady enough as it is, and yes. I'm like same, <laughs> same. I love being unsteady, uh, just as you are, Robin. Um, yeah, yeah. So Nancy runs ahead and sees the Wheeler's house, and yeah. um, when that happens, I think this is my favorite quote of the episode. I just want to say it, right? It's uh, it, okay. it zooms into the to the Wheeler's house, and you hear Nancy, "Do you copy? This is Dustin. Where are you? 
we've been collared by the law. I repeat, we've been collared by the law. Do you copy? <laughs> I was like, I love that tape. And he's hiding in the toilet. Yes, yeah, so I love it. And also I love it because Netflix Australia did a Kath and Kim, uh, uh, yeah, used oh, Kath did, and yeah. Kim and had uh, 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 Cafe Night on one side and Jessica yeah. on the other. <laughs> and I was like, this is perfect. I love it. Thank you. Um, Kath and Kim, like the Australian version, obviously, oh, yes. you wouldn't watch it any other type. It's like the type of iconic Australian cinema that is like, oh my yeah. God. That's like deep in my in in my in my in my heart. If like, you are an international <laughs> listener and you have never heard of as Kath and Kim with uh, Gina Riley and um, Jane, Jane Turner, Turner, yeah, if you have not, I we are telling you right now to watch that series. <laughs> Get on okay, it. Yeah. it is the most iconic, perfect Lukumui series. Yeah, uh, we love it. It is everything. It is and perfect. it will teach you everything you need to know about Australian culture. It will, absolutely. It's still relevant. It's I think it's like ten years ten years or more yes. older now. And it's just it's just, it's just so hilarious good. and it's like it's 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 Australian humour and it's better than most things. Anyway, moving on. Yes. So Anyway, Francis, um, do you remember that time in high school? Yeah. When we always used to pretend we were pretty and true. Yeah. And that so is a funny. reference that you will understand if you watch Kath and Kim. Anyway, yes, so... do it. Uh, yeah, and the Australian version, please do not set your eyes on the American <gasps> oh version. It is a travesty. The American version is a travesty. Do not watch it. Anyway, moving on. Yes, um, agreed, agreed, agreed. So Lucas and Dustin fill in Erica about what's happening because Erica's all mm-hmm. like, if you don't, I'm going to tell Dustin uh, about Lucas, what <laughs> you have under your bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Uh, Lucas is like, oh my god, fine. So Lucas and Dustin inform her. And Dustin is talking about Vecna's motive and realises that he the is. psychic connection he makes with his victims is the thing that tears uh, the hole through time and space and creates mm-hmm. the gateway. So essentially yep. his motive is to open gates uh, yep. to the real world. Yes. So And yeah. then as this scene is happening, um, it's another really nice – it's not quite – like that much of a long shot but it is like a, a one take scene where they've choreographed like a few things happening in this scene mm-hmm. it probably goes for like a minute or something mm. it doesn't go for that long but it's still really cool re- really creative because um there's they're obviously um mrs wheeler comes into the kitchen so dustin grabs lucas and erica and like they're moving um past the stairs and they mm-hmm. turn back they look at the door when they see the chief i think or they see the police officers come in and they're still moving around yeah. um, the corner and they're still talking about vecna so yeah i thought that was really cool and then um at the end of the scene when um dustin has made the connect well he's suggested that vecna is um perhaps a a general five-star general um, yeah five-star general of the mind player and then the camera flips back to the um to the front door and then we see the front door being opened question real quick yes right so when dustin says that vecna is the mind player's five-star general i did not buy that right dustin is like he it's a funny thing because in this season sorry in this episode he goes on about how he's always right right he's the explainer but but I I think I don't believe it's a, it's a I don't believe this because if the mind flayer is the big bad but Vecna in this like there is so much backstory to Vecna and like so much re- and, and the mind flayer has so much less relevance and connection than Vecna does 
Mm. Like, I get that the upside down, well, we'll talk more about this at the end of the episode about how the upside yeah. down has existed and whatever else. But yeah. but part of me wonders, is is Dustin wrong in, in his whole thing? Because he's always said, oh, what if the upside down's predated the dinosaurs? He doesn't know that, right? So part no, of me no is, one knows. So part yeah. of me is like, he's going on about how Vecna's a five-star general to the mind player. But then I'm like, but the story is telling me that Vecna is the most interesting villain that we've had thus far. And the mm. story is also telling me who Vecna is. So, mm-hmm. and the story is also telling me how it all connects. So I am going, I would be disappointed if that was true and Vecna was a five-star general or whatever, because mm. the mind flayer to me is basically just a big, like, squelchy spider that doesn't really yeah, mean yeah, anything. Yeah. So I, anyway, that's just kind of what my thoughts. What no, I think? agree with that because, like, it's almost like, I mean, we won't talk about who Vecna is right now. Mm. Obviously, we're leading towards that. But yeah, to me, the mind flare is like an animal, right? Mm. The animal needs to be controlled by something. Yeah. And it's almost like, yeah, Vecna is this humanoid type thing. St- stands to reason that he is more um, more able to control something. Mm-hmm. So that that's my understanding. But I think Dustin, Dustin is a bit of a, like, I mean, Eddie and Steve have a conversation about this, like in the next couple of scenes where they're saying this kid needs an ego check Mm -hmm. and i do feel like dustin is a bit like you know he's just like i know all this stuff guys i got it (laughs) and he is right in a lot of circumstances but i i think this is a bit of a misdirect here i agree i think that they're actually doing it so that they can kind of have that moment where dustin's like oh shit i was wrong you know what i mean and that's character development too you know what i mean yeah he can't always be right he's very intelligent but he can't always be right and even if we we call back to when steve said a little humility wouldn't do you you know wrong sometimes a lot of these lines have been put in i'm sure that they have some type of purpose so i'd be interested to see anyway so we see the upside down crew enter nancy's house like you mentioned a really cool like transition with the lights being shown and and that happening um nancy opens her shoebox to find shoes and robin remarks yeah. that they are quite she's pointy like, Where are my guns? <laughs> yeah she's yeah. like they are quite pointy however she was hoping for something along the lines of a deadly projectile and uh nancy comes to realize that they are in fact in the past uh she discovers from the diary that it's november 6 1983 the day will went missing and the gate opened mm-hmm. so yeah. the upside down is paused in the past paused. yeah yes so what did you Straight think about what did you think about this uh this whole like time uh, yes. differentiation thing going on here um i was slightly confused by it and i'm still confused however like i think it makes sense because yeah so uh, obviously yeah nancy realizes that yes yeah, so they're in 1983 yeah like you said mm-hmm. it's the day that it's after will has just gone missing and so there's a few theories going around on the internet that um will was actually taken by vecna in the first place mm. Um, because when you look back and watch season one, like uh, in the first episode when Will is being followed mm-hmm. and it's this really like, you know, scary sequence before he's taken, he is being followed by something that is tall and walking. And we've never seen the Demogorgon do that. We do see the Demogorgon do that in some scenes. Right. But this this looks like a the thing that is stalking Will in episode one, season one, is very tall and looks like a tall human type right. shape. Okay. Um so there are a few theories going around that maybe that was Vecna in the first place. Who knows? Um it might not be anything. It, it would be an interesting thing, and if it does exist outside of space and time, again it's another callback to that first thing that Elle said in the letter where we're all time travellers when you think yeah. about it. And and yeah, definitely. I think that starting that off and then having the upside down kind of in a different space and time 
makes yeah. a lot of sense and maybe that is the key because here's here's and maybe the fir- the maybe the first connection between if it was Beckner in season one episode one is maybe that is how the upside down is paused and we're still in 1983 is mm. because that was the first time a human was ever taken by Vecna. I don't know. I've got no idea. Sorry, you go on with your theory. Yeah, no, I was just thinking how the, I think that time travel, as we've seen in like, you know, movies such as most recent time travel with like Avengers Endgame, for example, it's that whole thing of going mm-hmm. back to set things right, you know, and ideally yeah. time travel is one of the most easiest ways to kind of reset something or like, yeah. you know, so I'm not particularly surprised that there is a time uh, a difference between mm. both because if you can establish that there is a time difference there, then maybe the crew... Because of something happening. Yeah, maybe yeah. the crew can use that to maybe go back to the 50s or whatever or go back to a certain time or whenever they find out when the Upside Down started, when it was even even that moment when, you know, uh, Eleven opened the first gate uh, with sending, yeah. you know, all of that. Um I think that it's good to establish this now and establish it clearly and whatever because look, I'm I'm a sucker for time travel stuff. I think it's really yeah, cool. Same. And I think yeah. that if they were to use season five as like a real time heavy we gotta set this right thing, it would be really interesting. Um yeah. because I think there's only so much more you can do from inside Hawkins on yeah. the on the land and like kind yeah. of having that, they need it they need to start expanding they need it. to start expanding um, it and they need to start going deeper into the law so if they're establishing mm. now that the upside down is a time bit wonky when it comes to time mm. and space and there are ways to yeah. kind of bypass time and and yeah. change things i yeah. think that's really cool meanwhile steve is yelling out for dustin because he can hear his voice <laughs> and he's yeah. like dustin hey yeah. dustin and they're all like what the fuck is wrong with Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um but anyway they realize that that dustin can can hear so they start using the lights to communicate with dustin on the other yeah. side and of course they use morse code because that is what every tv show uses in these situations yeah but it um, is funny that no one knows it except eddie knows sos, SOS so i was yeah. like that's cool because i can believe that the kids know it because they're nerds but like um yeah with the four of them if, if they had all known morse code i would have been a bit like but yeah, Eddie doesn't know except for SOS. Yeah. Um, side note, did you like the way that they did the lights in this scene? Like it's kind of like it was glowy and they can they touch it and you can kind of see the light. Um, I don't know. Is it like the electricity or the, the, the light is moving around? It's all glowy. Yeah, and... it almost looks like fireflies in its own w- re- weird way. Mm, I No, I, does, I liked yeah. it. I thought it was, I mean, I, visually it was cool. I kind of liked that there was like a, something, you know what I liked? I liked that there was something pleasant in the Upside Down. Like mm, I really liked yep. that there was this huge difference yeah. between... When you get to True. those lights, there is this, like, even Robin said that it feels good. Like, it feels tingly and nice, you know. It's almost like it's a part of our world. It's a part of the, the real world. It's something nice that has kind of... Yeah, over. yeah, and it's light, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and light is a interesting, obviously, because light is the antithesis to darkness. Like, kind of mm. like having that... Um, having that be the thing that is the the way mm. out makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a little yeah. bit generic, but it's like, you know, follow the light, like, you know, and communicate yeah, through true, the light. True, true. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's good. I you know what I'm picturing though. I'm picturing like Vecna, like moving through the crew house. And every time he goes past the light, just like a little glowing ball of light yeah. <laughs> following him around this monster. Hello, it's me. The glowing yeah, ball of me. light. Hello. Um, 
Yeah, so yes. so uh, uh, yeah, so they and they realize, they realize that they they're can in the upside down. Yeah, so basically, yes, like yeah. Dustin's like, you know how I said that they weren't going to do that? Well, I overestimated. Yeah. So yeah, we jump back to Joyce and Murray, and uh, uh, they're doing their best to convince the Russian guard uh, that uh, you know who, who they are, and Joyce calls him a vile pig, um, and <laughs> yeah. uh, she's playing the prisoner, and Murray is acting like Yuri and asks where Hopper is and yada 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 and yep. um, so they do end up taking them to the prison where they see Hopper and uh, he's going to fight the Demogorgon with the rest of the prisoners and Joyce is like gasp Hopper it's him yes. he's right there um, and it so, is yeah. emotional when you totally. see that because obviously yeah obviously she sees him and she sees the danger that he's in and um, there was I was when I was watching this I was still in a situation where I was like how are they actually going to get him out of it like I I yeah I couldn't really quite figure that out obviously um, then uh, yes they they prepare to fight the demogorgon or whatever so yes. they, the the bell rings they run over to where the weapons are they open them up they yep. take all the weapons out. And uh, the Demogorgon takes a minute, and but then when it comes out, it is wrecking shop. Like everyone is fucked. It is flying like, it around. Is, it's a, everyone's dying. It's an excellent scene. It's horrifying. It's, so it's yeah. brilliant. Um, and you know that they were just waiting for their big budget so they could just make the CGI like the CGI just happened. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it, it just looks epic. Epic scene. That, yeah, everyone's fucked, and Hopper can't get the vodka. Do you so want to know what my notes say? Yeah, what. <laughs> My notes say in this section in all caps, the star of the show trots out while he leaps out and immediately starts killing <laughs> the Demogorgon. No, legit. Um, it's, it's a, yeah. He can't get the vodka-soaked cloth to light on fire. So no, there's a wee, a wee bit of tension and a wee bit of uh, and, uh, crazy But it's happening. also very, like, convenient for, like, anyway. For, for, like, of course. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah, yeah but, but in, it, you know, it's believable. It's like when you're having a dream and you're trying to, like, open a door, but it won't open. True, or, true. Like, there's been so yeah. many times where, like, I've been, like, you know, d- uh, uh, trying to hurry to get somewhere. And when true, I try to unlock the door moving. and I'm yeah. like, why the fuck is this door not unlocking? Like, you know, so in some ways it makes sense because when adre- adrenaline's high and it fear does, is high, things just don't work out. But Yeah. Good point, Francis. Yeah, Mr. Russian Man's like, hee hee, you have to kill me if you want to help your friend, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, uh... Because he's dead already. Yeah, oh, he's wow, dead I already. Know what type of accent. <laughs> yeah. um, so while that's happening, Hopper finally sets the spear alight. And it's somewhat effective yes. for a time. And meanwhile, Joyce and Murray barge their way through the control room and Joyce is pressing all of the buttons. <laughs> because they well first of all they threaten yeah, that they're yeah, going to yeah. kill the russian dude but joyce when they get in that control room she is just like pressing everything and god knows what the hell she, she is like <laughs> yeah because because murray's like oh, i can't see what any of these uh, uh any of these buttons say like i'm yeah. gonna go get my glasses so he grabs his glasses off yuri mm-hmm. and then he turns back and yeah that's when joyce is like going crazy yes. and same as like when they were in the plane scene mm-hmm. um Obviously, then Murray pressed all the buttons, but it's a fun little scene. Yes. But yeah, um, that was really funny, and you can tell you, uh, you Murray is like, "What are you doing?" Yes. Like, he's freaking out because, like, you know, yeah. she's pressing these Russian buttons. Like, God knows what these things do. Anyway, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So when they when they do eventually open the gate, uh, yes, Joyce closes it, but not before the Demogorgon tries to rip 
through the gate. Um, and you can see his strength. Yes, and he just... He's starting to open the doors and they're fucked, oh, basically. Yeah, it's very scary. And then uh, Hopper throws the spear uh, right in its 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 uh, its face, or its non-face, its, its, its flower yeah. face. And, yeah, uh, his flower and, uh, He doesn't like that at no, all. No, and, uh, and we're sweet as biscuits, you know. Uh, we, we, yeah. uh, we've reached the other side. And uh, this is where Hopper sees Joyce. And it stays yeah. on them for a beat, and it is rather sweet. I, I do it is really, very lovely. They have a very yeah. warm hug with one another, and there's something I, like I just I wrote this down because like I really this is something that I love about Joyce as a character. The most wonderful thing to me was not necessarily like yes, the Hopper side of it is sweet, like you know because he's fits, he's seeing them again and he's saved. But the yeah. side that really got me is that Joyce is this relentless woman who believes in what she believes in right yeah, and and yeah. when she she said from the beginning she knows he's alive and and when you get to see that pay off the same thing happened in season one the same thing happened in season yeah, two season three yeah when she knows something and she everyone's like you're crazy what the fuck are you talking about like clearly you know but then you realize the whole time that she's right and then she gets that confirmation that she did the right thing despite everyone calling her nuts or like whatever yeah, definitely it is so touching to me and it's just something that makes yeah. me really love joyce you know yeah definitely and winona rad plays her so well like oh. obviously she's got this look on her face and you can tell yeah that's the moment that we've been waiting for for so long that's the moment that like when you're watching that russia plot it feels quite slow and um then you see her face and you're kind of like oh this is them coming back together like this is really nice but they're still not safe they're still stuck in the prison um they're obviously all together now but now we have to see them get out of the prison which um yeah who knows what's going to happen there i definitely have a lot of questions from the russia plot though like for me the number one i don't think they're going to answer this but for me it's like honestly how did Hop manage to get through to Russia in the first place? Like, and not die? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I was kind of hoping, actually, sorry, just to go back to um, literally, like, episode three or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But I was kind of hoping that they would show that he was picked up by the Russian sh- soldiers still in Hawkins and then transported to Russia uh. instead of us just, like, kind of, believing that he might have survived and gone through a portal i don't know i just think the whole thing's a bit sloppy but um yeah, it totally is. i'm i i would be quite happy to see russia kind of um be dealt with um, yeah or even just like open up the part of the story that just gives us the explanation that we're we're waiting for because mm-hmm. it has felt like this russia plot was kind of just like following hopper like we, yeah. we just know they have a demogorgon and that's kind of it we don't actually yeah. know like what like what like why like there's a lot that we don't i i would just hope in the final two episodes of this season that it is dealt with because i'd rather come to season five where they're all either in hawkins or all in the same place because i yeah i i'm I'm okay with them being separated they've made it work but it's just that whole thing of like let's get these character relationships really going again and seeing all these different dynamics um, yeah. But yeah, that's the end yeah, of definitely. the Russia plot. Um, yes. For volume one. Any more it thoughts is. on the Russia plot before we move on to, you know, the other? Um, the only thing that I wanted to say, I just noticed that um, in the scene where um, Murray and Joyce and Yuri, um, you know, Murray has the prison guard by gun and he goes into that section where the other, um, the other prison guards, they're like operating the gates and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, that 
place where, um, yeah, we see the switchboard and stuff like that. Yeah. You can kind of see in the background, you can see that there's a security camera set up, mm-hmm. um, which is the Demogorgon Arena. And I, I just thought it was another nod to like how much they get right and how much they line stuff up because you can see in this like tiny little, you know, grainy black and white security camera that you can see Hop and Enzo running up um, towards the gate. And then the scene goes to them and they're in the exact same spot. Yeah. And I just thought that was so fucking cool because it's like a tiny little like, yeah, it's like a tiny little detail that, you know, you probably didn't didn't even have to do something with that if you didn't want to. You didn't even have to include it in the scene, but it's almost like a, it's just like a, and a really nice lined up shot. Um, yeah, where on the security vision, they're in the same spot as they are in the scene. I just thought that was really Yeah, cool. it's a great point because like you said in the last pod, like they have, they have taken so much care with everything that they've done. And when you mm. get those little things right, you can tell they, they really care about what they're doing. I'm just going to turn mm-hmm. on a lamp real quick because I am. Yes, you are bathed, bathed in, in darkness. darkness. One second. <laughs> okay. Hello, pod. It is I, Alyssa. I'm not going to be able to entertain you like Francis can. And I'm definitely not going to be able to sing you a song. But, uh, yes, maybe we can. Oh, Francis is back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I... I was just saying to the pod that I cannot entertain them like you can. Oh, shush. That's not true. You are very entertaining, my darling. You are as entertaining oh. as anyone I have ever met in my entire oh. life. Very kind, very kind. Yes. All right, so we're going to jump in now to uh, kind of where the plots converge between uh, eleven. Converge. Converge. That's very Australian of you. Uh, between eleven and uh, 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 the Hawkins, Hawkins gang. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So while all this has happened, this is you know the Russian plots come to its end. We are uh, we go back to the Rainbow Room. Yes. And all the kids are looking salty as hell at L and uh, Mr. Blonde Man. Uh, comes in and plays chess with Elle and tells yes. her that the others are planning to kill her and that mm-hmm. Papa planned for it to happen. And yes. he says that Papa cannot control Eleven and therefore he fears her and yada yada. And he tells yes. Elle that she must escape and says he's going to give her directions um, on yes. how to do it because he's helping her because he believes in her. Um, mm-hmm. So at this stage... <laughs> what were you thinking when this whole thing was going on before you knew the ending what did you take uh, from this scene i was thinking man this adult has a lot of faith in a five-year-old <laughs> yeah no but um first thought was that he is being overly nice and i couldn't figure out why right. yeah um yeah like he says a, a no he, he's talking about papa like he's saying you frighten him he knows you're more powerful than the others. He can't control you and what he wants is control. And so that's obviously like a direct reference to himself and how he feels. And so, um, yeah, in this moment I was sitting there going, I don't know if I really believe that a five-year-old would understand this and do like it made sense when it was Millie acting. Um, and if, if it was a 15 year old, but for a little kid, I don't know. I know she's very like gifted, obviously she's obviously very smart and intelligent. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my first thought. Um, what did you think? I think that, yeah, a good point with what you made, what you just said. Cause I, I felt when I was watching it, I think at the time I was like, I have different thoughts about where this is going, but 
my idea of Mr. Blonde Fellow was flipping back and forth all the time. And I think they did that mm. deliberately. They were setting up scenes differently, even camera angles, yeah. Yeah. Uh, certain choices of dialogue. They were really trying to get you in that place where one second you're thinking, maybe I can trust this person. Next second, I don't think so, right? Yeah. And I found that when when that whole thing was happening in episode five and six with the someone's a sleepy head this morning, I was like, this dude's bad. I was like, this dude's a villain. He's yeah. a piece of shit. Like something's yeah. happening here. And then when he was being tortured and trying to help Elle, I was kind of like, maybe he's he's still a shit. Like I thought the whole time he was a shit, but I was kind of like, how much of a shit is he? And what does he want? Yeah. You know? So yeah. I think for me, I was just a little bit lost on his motive. Um, mm. I know whatever he was doing, I thought maybe he was trying to get back at Dr. Brenner. He had some bitterness towards him. So I'm like, you know, yeah. but like, I kind yeah. of understood that too. So it was a bit of a weird situation. I just found myself like absorbing the scene, but not, not trusting him, but also trying to kind of think about all the reasons why he would possibly be telling Eleven that he believes in her. Like, yeah. So I found it somewhat confusing, but I didn't trust yeah, him. Yeah, and he's obviously like, yeah, it's obviously one of those things, right, where like you kind of, you do make up your mind as a viewer the first time you see something, like the first impression count. Like first we see him, yeah, making those comments like, um, you know, when Eleven's first stuck in that loop. He does look quite menacing. Yeah. But then as he, they almost form like a little friendship and he's like, you know, previously he had been telling her to like find a memory that um you know that is going to help her push through um for her powers and and become stronger and stuff like that and so yeah it is that kind of flip-flop in between him being um you know a bit menacing and him being like a safe place so um yeah i i honestly think a lot of it is in the way that um the actor acted it i think i'm not sure i can't remember his name jamie anyway um yeah in how he was acted um where you can't yeah you can't really trust um whether he is a good character or not we'll talk well let's come back to this when we when we talk about who he is yeah 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 for sure yeah all right so we flip over here to the upside down and uh the crew start using one of those light board thingies uh to communicate uh and Nancy writes uh, on it, and the first thing that she writes is hi, and it works. And it's just so funny because when yeah. she writes hi, Dustin's like, hi, hi. And then yeah. she's like, hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I it's like this Eddie. real, is this this moment with Eddie? It was so endearing. I'm like, oh, darling, you are just wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, can yeah. I just say, I was confused. I didn't understand how, like, because, I mean, they were using Holly's toy, right? Mm-hmm. Not it's like I don't know what type of toy it is, but it's like something that where like you can make shapes and stuff on the um, on yeah, the yeah. lights, but yeah. it's not plugged in, so I couldn't figure out how they were. Is it just the same thing where it's like it's the electricity? I'm it's I'm not a, entirely sure of the specifics, but from what I gathered, the upside down there is some type of connection between any type of light source because okay. if you remember in if you remember in season one the way that will was co- uh, communicating with joyce true you had the, the colored light. lights and yeah, they weren't yeah, always yeah. it's not like they had to be on like mm. they they could have i mean i don't know with like how they worked with the power of it and i guess that that's like you know mm. nitpicking i'm not entirely sure but what yeah. i do understand is that when the lights are off 
or whatever. Um, and also, I do think this, uh, if they, when they, did they say, specifically say they turned it off at the power? Is that what they said to do? Yeah, because... Because in America, they don't have switches. They just have the input, right? Whereas in Australia, we have the input and the switch. Yeah, no, there's on. definitely a scene where Lucas yanks the power out and then that's when the thing goes dark. I don't know. Maybe it's something we don't know how that that toy works maybe, or something. Maybe it's maybe they just pulled it. They they probably just pulled out the the power that they showed where the, where it was. It left the light like residue, and then mm. like they used yeah that that, that to, could be it yeah, to, yeah you know. But anyway, 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 it was a really cool scene though. Uh, very beautiful looking. Yeah. Yes, they communicate that Watergate is being guarded. Yes, um, by so the Dustin. Bats. So Dustin tells them not to worry. There's a gate at every murder site. Yes. And they're like, question mark. And Dustin yeah. is like, how many times do I have to be right before you trust me? And then Steve is like, this kid's got to get his ego in check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Eddie's like, it's his tone, right? And it's like, yeah. legit. Um, it is true. Because Dustin is getting to a point now. And I, I, like I said before, where it's like, I love that he's always right. But I've, I've just got this vibe with these comments that are being made. Yeah. He's going to be wrong at some point. Something he is. Not he's going to be, be wrong right. at some point. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they decide that they need to get to Eddie's trailer and the upside down to access yes. the gate that Chrissy yeah. was murdered at. And um, yeah, so they get on bikes. And it's actually Robin's suggestion. Yes. Oh, Robin. Pay that attention. She's amazing. Yes, she's the one that said you had bikes, don't you? Like, yeah, Robin, and everyone looks at her. Once again, <laughs> being the best person on the show. We yes. love you, Robin. You are the best. Uh, you are so smart and intelligent and perfect in every way. Uh, yes, anyway, definitely. Yes. So, yeah, so she they, they jump on the bikes and it is, it's just funny because when they look out the window and the police are still there and yeah. all the parents are like, what are you doing? It's like Erica's like just like running beside them and like, yeah. like, like slashing the screwdriver tires, and yeah. slashing the tires. Um, Such a good idea. I wouldn't have thought to do that, but of course, slow them down. Yeah. Oh, well, Erica's just brilliant. So, of course, she, yeah. she, and she knew. Before this happens, there's a really funny um, comment where Officer Callahan. Oh, so they have to get Max's attention because she's obviously in with them getting questioned yes. by the police. Yes. And there's a really funny comment where Officer Callahan, which I did have to Google that because I don't care about his name, <laughs> um, he mentions we. He was talking about Max and he says we shouldn't have gone with her first. She was like kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, of course. I just love it. I just love that Max just schools people. It's yeah, like, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they And let's they take a moment. On. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yep. Continue. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. I was just going to say, let's just take a moment uh, and appreciate amazing shot that happens yes, next with the, the bikes. bikes. Oh, Fantastic. I could just watch that on a loop for like 10 minutes and I'd be happy. It was so oh, good. And I, I, when they started doing it, I'm like, I know what you're going to do. And yeah. I know I was like, it was I know sick. I'm going to love it. Yeah. It was just, it was great because it wasn't just like, you know, we've seen things with the upside down where it's kind of just like done that thing. But what was so cool about it is that they kind of flipped it from the front mm. and then let it fall and then yeah. did it vertically. And it was just, it was. Oh, it's it just, yeah, it just worked really so well. Really, yeah, really cool. Um, side note, I wrote this down. Yeah. <laughs> side note. Side note. How does Vecna eat? I I don't know. I presume he gets his nutrients from the um, from, from the tentacles the... <laughs> that stab into his back. <laughs> because I was like, they see they have no water there, obviously, because like when they yeah. came in through the lake, there was no water. It's true. So, I, and how does he like you know 
Make, like, how does he survive? Make his it must be the tentacles. Yeah, like, how it must all go through the tentacles. It yeah. must be all connected. Yeah. Like a dune yeah. type yeah. of thing. Anyway. It's kind of weird, though, because we don't see him. I mean, obviously, like, oh, well, we can't really talk about it. Okay, we'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, anyway, back in the rainbow room, we get thrown back to the first scene we saw in episode one where Brenner takes ten aside for uh, the lessons. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Eleven, meanwhile, is keeping her eye on the clock and waiting for her opportunity to leave. Uh, she gets yes. through and finds herself with Mr. Blondfellow. And Mr. Blondfellow says he can't go with Elle and manipulates her into taking out the tracker. And she's like, you helped me, I help you. Yeah. And uh, this is where I kind of... I don't know about you, but this was the scene where I went like, hmm this dude because he's he's doing all the right things to kind of manipulate her to take out the tracker he's saying all the things um and of course she was going to do it you know what i mean so he knew what he was doing and it's yeah. just one of those things where where he he, he kind of got what he wanted yeah um, definitely um he calls it soteria um we're all he talks about how they're all prisoners everyone who works there they're all prisoners basically of brenner and because he's got this chip in, he will find... Sorry, you might have said all this. He will find me and he will weaken me. And, yeah, obviously she gets it out. And as soon as um, she pulls that little chip out, little chip out, um, and he goes to pick it up, you just see his face change. Yeah, and not only that, it's the music and the camera angle. Mm. They've done They've done all three. And it's a it's little his... side look where he looks yeah. really menacing. Yeah. It's the it's the acting, it's the it's the it, like they, they they do all of it to make it abundantly clear. This that guy is not a good this guy. This guy is not a good guy and yeah. she's just done something that's going to fuck this whole shit up. Um yeah, and uh, so they're caught by the guards and whatnot of the yep. lab, and yep. they run up the stairs, run, run, and run. they find themselves stuck uh, between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> There's guards <laughs> on either side, and uh, while it's happening, you know, Eleven's like, "We should get out of here," and he's like, "No, don't run. Um, we need to stand up and whatever." Yeah, and he starts using powers, and he just like wrecks the. And shit we're out all of like, guards. "Holy shit! Holy shit! Yes, holy shit!" Yes. After that happens, he like kind of pulls Eleven into a into a closet and says, um, "She's kind of like how do you you're like me yada yada." And he says that he's like her, and then he pulls up his sleeve and you see that he is in fact one <gasps> double O one. Wow. And he uh, he tells Eleven to stay um, to stay in the the the, the closet area. Yeah, and uh, Eleven then finds herself. Uh, leaving that area. Yes. And in the memory... She can hear the alarm going off. Yes. Alarm, alarm, alarm. Alarm, alarm, alarm. And she sees what we see in the first uh, episode, in the opening, with all the blood and corpses. Mm -hmm. And when she goes into the rainbow room, she is watching him... pushing someone up and levitating and they have the whole like bleeding eyes situation going on and the limbs and all that shit. The bodies are distended, there's blood everywhere and the lights are crazy and flickering. Yes. Yes, it's mental. And yeah, so we come to realise that in fact it was one who did all of those gruesome deaths in the memory. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so um, I'm about to jump back to the upside down. So any thoughts about this scene in particular before I jump back to the upside um, down? 
Uh, yeah, one thing I also did want to mention about this um, about this section just before the big fight between one and eleven, um, and after the one reveal, when eleven comes back into the rainbow room, um, they have this conversation. And you see this moment where Henry does turn around, and he um, we see little eleven in the reflection behind him as he's turning, and. Um, there's just a scene where she looks so small and so vulnerable and she's actually like standing there looking really unsure of herself and she's scrunching her hands in a dr- in her dress like a little kid would do. And we know from the um, behind the scenes stuff that the Stranger Things crew have posted that Millie worked a lot with this little kid and um, she directed her um, and, and really supported her into how she thinks little Eleven would have acted in that moment. Um, and I just wanted to specifically note that because I think that is something that is really clear that it's Millie's direction um, there. And yeah, so that girl's name is Marty Blair and I think she did a great job. Did you pick that he was one? Yes, but not early. Mm. I picked it, I think I had it in, I think I had it stored in the noggin somewhere. Mm. And I was like one, because he does mention in episode five, he's like, we, we haven't talked about, and he puts the thing in the in the one category and that little game that they were playing. Mm. And I think that I was like, mm, I, I had it in the back of my mind, but I wasn't like entirely sure. There yep. was a part of me where, I think there was a part of me where I knew that something was going to connect to maybe the Creels. I ha- that was more present in my mind yep. than it being connected to one mm, for some mm. reason. Yep. So yep. I think stuff was swirling in my head. Yeah. But I tend to do this thing where, and this is when I watch any stories or read any book or anything, I just let them tell me what they want to say. I'll, yeah. I'll let the things swell, but I don't, I'm not someone who overly formulates theories just yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what about you? How did, what did you think? Um, yeah, I think about the same. Like I definitely had a lot of questions with this character. Um, I think for me, like I, I thought that it was probably one. However, I was confused because I was trying to figure out why he would still be there. Yes. If, he was if if he was one like I couldn't really figure that and then I was kind of like oh maybe he just believes in the program and that's why he's an orderly now mm-hmm. um yeah so same sort of thing like I was kind of thinking that it was one but I wasn't really um wasn't really sure on it because I wasn't really sure whether the story was taking it so yes he is one and yes and yeah so we jump back down to where the upside down crew um Finally make it to the trailer and yep. see, uh, in the words of the subtitles, a fisher writhing wetly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> a fisher writhing wetly. I'm like, good grief. Yeah. <laughs> a oh moment. my gosh. They're just out of control now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the fisher is writhing wetly in the spot where Chrissy died. Yeah, and um, and and it's a it's a big like it's a it's big fucking, fucking huge. throbbing gate now. Oh yeah. my god! It's, and yeah, they see uh, uh, as soon as they get there, um, Dustin and the crew are puncturing the gooey shit with a stick. Yeah, and they're and, all like, "What's going on?" Yeah, and then yeah. we get the one of the coolest sequences of episode, oh, if not fuck. the coolest. I know. Um, yeah. But the crew, like, when they see them, I just loved that thing and uh, yeah. uh, how they first see each other and the way that Dustin gets oh. a kick out of it. Yeah, um, yeah, freaking out. 
Um, and yeah, they start flopping onto uh, Eddie's mattress. He doesn't want to explain what the stains are, but they are flopping onto <laughs> yeah, the mattress. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to know the note the um, yeah when they kind of do this um, literally like upside down literal shot. Uh, my brain was sitting there and I was going like explain it, explain it, explain. It. Like I, my brain was actually broken in that moment. Like yeah. I, my, I could not make sense of it, and I really like that even now to this. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a really cool shot where obviously they tie together the sheets and so yes. they're making like a hoist so they can get each other out. And then Dustin's like, if my theory's correct, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he threads it through and then it just hangs perfectly. Like, oh yeah. my God, just fucking mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Like, it's chef's just kiss, so cool. Very, it, yeah. was, it was very, very cool. Very um, cool. Yeah, it's, it, I, I, again, yeah, just what you mentioned with the sheets, I thought that was the, the whole gravity thing. Yeah. Like, it, it's a really interesting, My like, brain was trying to figure it out. The science yeah. of it all. Yeah. yeah. It's super And Robin, cool. Robin says, holy shit, this is trippy. And yeah. Yes. And we agree, Robin. We agree. It is indeed very trippy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks like it would be a lot of fun, honestly. Mm. Uh, I would, I would love to do that. Uh, yes. So please, I know. If, you, if if your uh, if your uh, <laughs> <In my bottom. laughs> upside down gate opens, please let me know. I will quickly okay. jump through and then jump back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't spend too long there because we don't know the health effects of being well, the upside down. Well, you have to keep an eye on me. Uh, I will. You know, yeah, look, honestly, I, will, I would never I will. willingly go to the upside down. Let's be real. I would never willingly. Run no, <laughs> I wouldn't either. But if you were going to, I would tie a rope around you and I would pull you back. Can I ask a question? Yeah. If I fell out of a boat and was... Uh, <laughs> yes, I would follow you. Yes, I would follow you too. It would, oh, I wouldn't even think twice. I would be like, b- before you even did, I would be like, grab my hand, we are going through this together. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it together. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh my God, the power of friendship. Anyway. Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't so, know if we, would, um, if we would survive as long, but... We'll I feel like we would because we just... You and I have a we have mind. Like, we do. We, and we we're very, very, like... We're very, like, danger, danger, everywhere. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. We both have anxieties. So <laughs> we think about everything. Yeah. We would think through, like, every nuance of no, like, what I could s- possibly go wrong I and that would make God. us survive. We would Thank also you, have like our heightened senses because we would have so much anxiety that we'd be able to like <gasps> yes. smell and like see everything. We'd be like, ah, 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 that's yes, so true. It would it would just be it would be mental. Anyway, yes. anyway. Uh, if you would, if you would like to see that series, uh, please <laughs> let us know and we will uh, gladly act it. <laughs> if you would like to invest, oh, sorry. Anyway, so yeah. moving on. Um, the Upside Down crew, yeah, so they're there and they're jumping through and um, <gasps> I will tell you this right now, okay? okay. Obviously, when, obviously, Robin goes first, then Steve and I no, knew... No, uh, Eddie, knew... Eddie goes second and he goes, wow, that Oh, was yeah, really sorry, fun. sorry, I meant Eddie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, though, when Nancy and Steve stayed behind, that something was going to happen. <gasps> I was like, something is going to happen. I did not think that at all. I, I was like shocked to my core i just have this vibe because i'm like okay they're letting like the Eddie two and Robin go first yeah. and i'm like hmm some mm. some some suspicious and then suspicious. when she i loved that scene when nancy's going through you see her hair upside down she's Stop. And, then, and then it turns to darkness and you're like ah! i actually like, they I think faked I it out it, totally I, even though I thought something was going to happen, I actually felt my, like, my heart start beating <gasps> quite fast. So I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Um, and, of and course, yeah, so, it makes complete sense. Yeah, she's being tracked by Vecna and finds herself in the pool where Barb died and is being forced to relive her time. Oh. And can I just say something real yes, quick? What can. I really loved 
was that obviously, obviously, like, duh, Nancy was going to be trucked by Vecna. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, she's had one of those stories where she, Barb, like, the whole thing with Barb I know. traumatized it's Nancy. It's full of guilt. It's, it's and, literally Vecna 101. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's almost weird because I knew something was going to happen, but my brain didn't make the connection with Barb until I actually saw her in the pool. And I'm like, of course, fucking of course. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and it's also, um, do you remember in the last pod, like we were talking about when the kids were going through the Creole house, when they were just like kind of poking around and trying to figure out if they could see anything in the, in the, in the, in the Creole house, it's in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I were talking about like, does Vecna know that they're here? Like, does he does he have an awareness? And like, he was, mm-hmm. um, I think he was in the middle of killing Patrick at that point. So we were kind of like, oh, he's just tranced out. Maybe he didn't realize. But he actually says to Nancy in this episode, he says, um, "You were looking for me." Um, yeah, and you and found you know, me, and I was like, yeah. "Whoa, cool!" But do, did you realize in this episode? I don't know if you remember. It was a very subtle moment, mm. but there is a moment where they're riding bikes, and the bats are looking at the bikes, I, and then Vecna yes. turns around. So it's like that right. almost yeah, that hive senses. mind thing mm. um, must have connected in that moment, yeah. and yeah, he cool, knew cool, what cool. was going on. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's really right. <gasps> it's like he, he he picked all that up, and he is a smart yeah. cookie. He's a smart cookie, yeah. So Nancy finds herself in the broken Creel house yes. and Vecna is giving his little villain speech. <laughs> and speech. Uh, Yes, and Nancy finds herself, yeah, walking through and he goes mm-hmm. on about spiders for a really long time. And I just find it interesting <laughs> when he's talking about spiders that the mind flayer looks like a spider. Like, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, was, true, true, true. Good point. I was Good like, point. what is that? Like, that's a big, like you know clearly like maybe the mind flayer is a beckoner's creation yes yeah, so mm. just something about the spider thing i was because i've always thought it looks like a giant spider it does, and then it i does. was like yeah. oh that's interesting it's got legs. Bringing the spider yeah thing for together. sure um yeah and he yeah so um so this is really cool because this is where the storylines converge right yes. so obviously yeah. um one is telling his story to eleven Mm-hmm. At the same time that Nancy is walking through the house. And so it's the first time we realize that one is actually Henry fucking Creel. Yes. That yes. little sensitive child, sweet, sweet little Henry. Yeah. yeah. That Victor talked about in uh, episode four um, is actually, yes, he is he the is, big bad. He is. But and he's, he's not at this point, he's just a little kid, but he's becoming bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he kind of talks about how, you know, there's a very interesting, like, insight into his state of mind. and um, mm, Yeah, so he's yeah, talking about spiders, yeah. Yeah, so he, he talks about spiders starting and he makes a discovery about spiders. But then he, he kind of flips it and he says that humans are a unique mm. type of pest. And yes. they're cruel and oppressive and yeah. they live in a world dictated by rules. And he talks about how life is set a set of days, weeks, months, hours, minutes, seconds... And he didn't want to close his mind to join mm. the madness and pretend. Um, and in that moment, you see Henry use the clock and make his, you know, inverted commas, own rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he explains with each life that he took, um, he grew stronger. Yes. But he was still a little kid, so he didn't know his limits. And when he went through the whole thing that happened with mm-hmm. Henry and his mother, sorry, uh, Victor and his mother, and his sister, 
he didn't really know his limits and it almost killed him. So yep. when he did pass out, it he was went into just a coma. A, you know, he went yeah. into a coma. Which obviously Victor Crew did say that. And I feel yeah. like you and I were In talking about four. that. Yeah. We, that yes. twinged a little bit for us. We were like, oh, that's 100%. weird. Why didn't he die? He went into a coma. Um, yeah, I remember my first watch of this in episode four. I was sitting there and I, when he said, oh, Henry almost died, he was in a coma. I'm like, why? That's really odd mm. because everyone else is like either is dead. Why would Henry just be in a coma with no yeah. broken limbs and no exploding yeah. eyes? Like that didn't make any sense. Yeah. But, but um, also when, um, obviously that was like, it, it's a sort of a trick of writing though, because when, the um when victor was telling that story and like mm. we're seeing the scene as victor is telling it like he's not focused on, on he henry, and the yeah. camera and the writers are not focused on henry so we hardly see him he yeah. just, to us he is just a sensitive boy and so absolutely yeah it's, you, you um, hear it really through nice. victor's through victor's yeah. perspective yeah and um and, and it, it was just... yeah sorry go yeah, no, no, you go ahead. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's really nice how, um, yeah, you see essentially the, the story told again, um, but this time it's like the real story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see, yeah, we see, the, you know, obviously, um, yeah. That this him is doing a whole story. thing where he's yeah, mm. killing the pets and, yeah. and using his powers. Yeah. But yeah, um, so it, he ends up after that coma situation, he finds himself in the hospital and yes. stuck with Dr. Brenner. Yes. And Dr. Brenner creates the program starting with one. Yeah. Um, and so while this is happening and we kind of flip back into the rainbow room and one starts to tell Eleven that they can reshape the world together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Eleven is like, no. Yeah. Uh, she just says no. it really clear. No. Like that's all she says. It's yeah. one word. It's no. And, and again, it's a 11. really powerful line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just one word. And Similar to Max's I'm still yeah. here. Like you don't need her to say anything else in that moment. Yeah, it's exactly. a whole thing of no is a full sentence. It is. No and a full sentence. And uh, yeah, um, she can uses say her power. Yeah, go quickly. ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say with his thing with the spiders, um, d- the way that he describes himself, and I presume Elle as well, he, he's, in, he's included this, he says that spiders are solitary creatures and deeply misunderstood. They are the yes. gods of our world. They immobilize and feed on the weak to being to bring balance to a feeble ecosystem. Yes. Um, so what did you think about this whole, like, villain story of his? Um, was it effective for you? Well, yeah. Like, I think, I think, like I said, you know, at the beginning, it's one of those things where I actually found my second watch, I paid more attention to what he was saying. Yeah. Um, because at the time, my brain was doing the connection thing. So I was kind of mm. like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. You know what I mean? So I'm hearing what he's saying. Yeah. But I'm not... Like, it, it's almost like listening the second time helps yeah. you to pick up those little nuances in his yeah. words. Because, for, for example, the first time that I, I, I heard it, I didn't pick up that he said that humans are like a pest. Mm. So his, like, his, dis- his despising towards humanity kind of hit me harder the second time around and, like, yeah. um, just, like, more of his motives. But, no, I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was really effective. I have a – I am a fan of – and I think this is the most – the smartest way to do exposition – is to walk characters through mm, and have this is scenes a literal walk through because yeah. when you walk through exposition and you saw it in like WandaVision episode eight when you see Nancy walking through the Creel house when you've just got a villain there kind of talking it's really not um, 
it really doesn't do a lot mm. but when you've got the visual and the 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 storytelling kind of coming together yeah um it's a lot more easily like palatable it's mm. it's easier to, to digest so i i really appreciated that i yeah. thought they did a very smart job with with that and it was enough of a i wouldn't really call it like a like a huge shock mm. but i would call it like a, a moment you're kind of going oh yeah like this makes sense yeah and I'm, I'm grateful for that how about yeah. you how do you yeah think? exactly the same um yeah i was thinking about that too i i just really liked how i guess seamlessly they merge these two things together like right we obviously know that they're coming towards a head but mm. i i mean i feel like for me i probably more easily picked that one the orderly was one and can therefore connect to 11 less quickly than I picked up that he was also Vecna. So that was really yeah. cool because like, it's almost like these two antagonists, like they're actually just the one person. Um, mm. And so, and yeah, I thought that was really, um, yeah, really cool yeah. how they, they brought that, those two things together. It was interesting because if you actually go back, they, they masked it pretty well, like in mm. that first scene. But if you go back to it, you do see the blood in the eyes. You know what I mean? So yes. they really did kind of lay it out that it was there the whole mm. time. Something happened. Obviously, we didn't know that he was around. But yeah. It kind of, uh, yeah. So, But no, it was good. Um, it was like, it was a bit of a, I was just going to say, like, when we have seen Eleven, uh, I think in season, I think in season one, there's there's a scene right at the end where um, Eleven, they're all in the school. They all come together in the school. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Brenner is after her again. Um, and so is that blonde woman. I can't remember her name, but there's other soldiers. And then Eleven does um, kill all of those people, but mm-hmm. she does make them bleed from their eyes and from their ears, which... Oh, she does. Yeah, so yeah. that's why, like, that wasn't a total misdirect for me. Yeah. Like, I didn't think Eleven was capable of that. I didn't really believe that she could do that. But, like, mm. that is also something that we've seen Eleven do before. So it's not totally out of the picture. But, yeah, anyway, yeah. really, Forgot really cool. about that. Yeah, yeah. I think... I think for me, like uh, with with picking up on it being Vecna, for me it was more about the actor. His eyes, his eyes are blue, and Vecna's eyes are blue. Mm. And I had this like I, yeah. I think the the visual of his eyes, and when the camera would change in the way that he would like position his eyes, I was like, oh shit! Like there's a there's a similarity here. And he d- they did use prosthetics, so it is him. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, CGI. I know. So so I was like, that's really yeah. But but yeah. I think. I think, um, yeah, like I, I, I definitely wasn't the type, wasn't the person who was sitting around going making these connections episodes ago. But mm-hmm. it's you pick up the small things, you and do. when you pick up the small things and you get to this point, then you're like, I see where this is going, and yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they get into this big fight, uh, eleven do. and uh, and and uh, uh, one. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, yeah, because she's, she's just said no, and he yeah. doesn't like that, obviously. And she's in struggle town, right? She's yeah. like, she's, she's like, in fuck. trouble, yeah. And her limbs are starting to crack, and they're I starting know. to. I know, and I feel like they do break. Like it does they seem start like to move. they move. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a few fractures here. And yeah, there. Um, and, yeah. yeah. And uh, she actually, he instead of drawing on a memory that makes her angry because that didn't work, she draws on a memory that actually is of her mother and is mm. quite but, powerful. Yeah. It is but, powerful, but it's kind of weird because she's remembering her birth. Yeah, but like... And I was a bit like, mm. Oh, interesting. Do you so remember? what do you think? So what do you think about her remembering her birth? Do you think that's like a, a no. memory that, that, that uh, Dr. Brenner planted in there or something like that? I don't know. 
I, like a fake thing? Well, I think it's probably the only time she's shared a moment with her mother because she's mm. never she was taken from her mother straight away, right? So I I can see why they included that because it's a really um it's a really it's obviously, you know, uh, her mother's just given birth to her mm-hmm. and her mother says, Jane, I think her mother says, I love you. Like there's, and so, um, yeah, it, it's basically like Eleven is seeing her birth um, and for her mother, it's obviously a beautiful thing. And I think that's what she's drawing on in that memory. Um, but it is kind of weird. I don't know. It's uh, I don't, I don't know if I really believe that. I think the reason that. why that, yeah, but you also have to remember she's not, she's not she's a normal a, child. She, yeah. she, well, first she's not a normal child, but two, she's also in this memory, weird memory bank. Uh, thing oh, at the moment, true. You know I mean? oh, you're so, right. You're right. You're right. So Maybe in my mind, it. in my mind, I didn't, I didn't pick it up as strange because mm. I was like, there is weird shit going on here anyway. And this so, kid. Do you um, think this is more of a discussion on, like, do you think older Eleven can influence her younger self as a little time travel thing? That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. I, I actually think, in my mind, when I was watching that, I was going, there was a connection between present Eleven, past Eleven, and what was going on in that moment. Mm. That's that's what my brain yeah. did. I don't know if that's right, but that's what my brain yeah. did. Yeah, no, because I was um, sitting there going, I don't know how a five-year-old can remember her birth, but... Like, obviously, yeah, she needed to have something that she could draw on mm-hmm. to give her the, the that power and that Because that if strength. you remember, when it wasn't just that she remembered it. She actually had to travel through like a, like a reddish, yellowish does, thing yeah. Yeah. to get yeah. to this moment. And I, I don't know, for me, when I saw it, I was like, this is, this is good because she's drawing, like the, the story is basically she's drawing on something that matters to her that's deeper mm. than an angry memory. And she doesn't yeah. have a lot of nice memories for, yeah. at that age. Yeah. Probably the only good memory that she had was that moment. Yeah. So it made sense that she drew on that memory. But yeah, as for how she got there, I, I, was, I was all yeah. for it because I just believed that there was some type of weird juju going on with yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. memory shit and 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 the you know the fact yeah. they're in the lab and mm. and it may be something more sinister for all we know it could be a memory that that she's able to access because dr brenner has planted it in there yeah like, who knows? and but, but through, throughout know. this whole thing when she is in nina you do see sam owens and dr Brenner having conversation i don't know why i say i just say, should say just dr dr owens and dr brenner um mm. you do see them having conversation where you know dr owens is like you know pull her out pull her out like this is too much and mm. you know dr brenner is kind of saying um you wanted progress i'm giving you progress so mm. maybe that is a reference to something that he makes her see in that moment um yeah, yeah 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 but you know with the whole comments on time travel and whatnot there's t- i think that anything is on the table really mm. yeah, um yeah at the moment yes yeah, so, anyway so yeah yes. they, she sends him she she uses that memory and and it creates a powerful enough surge of power to send him through mm. to the upside down yeah. Um. Where he becomes Vecna, and you see like yeah. the skin type of shedding, and like him becoming, uh, Vecna. But I have a question for you. Okay. Did the upside down exist only mm. when one showed up, or did it exist earlier? But it was the first gate. Like what? Like what are we supposed to take from this? Has the upside down always been there, and this is a gate that was yeah. only ever, and we it's always existed? Yeah. Or was this the birth of the upside down? I think both things are true. I okay. th- I think that the upside down has always been there in some way or another. 
Mm-hmm. I just don't think... I think it was a human presence. I think it was one being sent through into it. Right. That created the upside down as it is now. Yes. Like, because I, the way I envision it is maybe it was like a wasteland or something. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, we, I can certainly believe that, I mean... I mean, I don't really believe it because, like, I'm you know, a rational human being. But I can certainly believe that there could be other universes that mm-hmm. um, are exactly like ours or, or are, like, just... Other realms. Uh, and yeah. Other, yeah. other realms and stuff. But yeah. to me, like, it doesn't make sense that it would be operating the same way our world does, which mm-hmm. the Upside Down generally does, except obviously with monsters and it's kind of flipped and it's like this horrible wasteland. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my thought is maybe that it, it was always there, um, but just empty and then went with um, the with one going in. And um, obviously, as she sends him through, like, you can see he's – this is – I thought this was a bit lame, but he's, like, she's – you know, he's being hit by lightning and stuff, and that's where all his skin is getting burned off and stuff like that. Um, and so, obviously, as he's going through, he must be, like – somehow becoming immortal or mm-hmm. um you know he can survive in this world um he's not he's obviously not like a human being anymore but he he's still somewhat human yeah um and so yeah that that was my thing what did you think yeah i mean i thought i mean that's a really good point that you made and while you were saying that i was just thinking you know i'm i i honestly don't know yeah i, I, I think that I might be actually... explained yeah, I haven't actually settled on one or the other, but I think it's a really good point, and I think that it's true that when he entered that world, because there's got to be a reason why it resembles and is like mimicking Hawkins and mm. why it's connected to him, because if it is him that's gone through there and Vecna has kind of his presence has created this this uh, mockery of mm. of the real world that he once knew, mm-hmm. obviously we'll get more into that, I'm sure, in the next volume. But there, there's something to be said about the fact that it's only Hawkins, yeah, um, and that it's that's yeah. where that's where it's happening, yeah, um, and that it's the connection to to one slash Vecna. Um, yeah. I will say that I did feel like um, they obviously ended it on the 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 the, the tentacles moving mm. away from his arm and showing the one tattoo there, yeah. I don't think that was really necessary. I think everyone was on board. But I think anyway, everybody, it was it, like, it was a cool scene. It was a cool it scene. It was that moment where it's like, oh, fuck. But like, yeah, yeah it, I think everyone knew. By yeah, stage yeah. Who it was. I think it, I, I think it was, I think it was good in, in the sense of like, everyone was on board, but I appreciated it for the sake of that. It was just mm. a cool thing to end it on. Yeah. And to, you know. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Um, so question. Yeah. Do you? Uh, what do you think is next for Nancy? Because we just leave her in the. I uh, know. Uh, in the upside down. Now, obviously, we've seen the teaser for Volume Two, and she yeah. seems to be with Steve and and Robin. So clearly, yeah. she hasn't like you know. So wait, what happens to Nancy in when Victor has finished telling the story? That we don't they see any more of them. Cool. They that's just, just hanging. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, annoyingly. In the trailer, she's alive. So obviously, yeah. they figure something out. I think that I wish they hadn't shown her that she was alive Same. because, like, Same. then then at least we would, you know, not be sure that she survived. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so at this stage, we don't know what's happened to her. I think. Um, well, I think you and I have talked about this. That um, there is a scene in episode four when Robin is poking through Nancy's things. 
and mm. I think it could be like you know we don't know we don't know a hundred percent that it's just songs that can bring people out of the Vecna trance. Um, yeah. it could be something else. It could be that reference to the Tom Cruise thing that you noted um mm. in the last in that episode. Um, so yeah, I think something like that. I actually, I think Robin is going to be the one to do the the work, and we're going to be very very happy. Mm-hmm. I just have a personal theory that Robin's going to save her because I am sick of men saving women. I yes. want I want women to be saved by women. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, so what do you think? Do you think? I, I mean, obviously, you know, Nancy's going to survive. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to say about that? No, I think I I, I just I am in two minds about her future, and mm. I would and if it is Steve is the one to die, let's say. Yeah. Um, I think that. I think that maybe having Robin save her and Steve dying is a nice, like, I wouldn't want Steve to die to save Nancy. I'd want Robin and Steve to try to save Nancy and maybe Steve making the sacrifice, but Robin being mm. there too, like kind of a yeah. three situation yeah. going on here. Yeah, I could, um, I could buy that happening. Yeah, I, and I'd vibe with that because I'd be like, okay, they've, because it's not just Nancy that would be losing Steve. Obviously, it would be Robin too, as a yeah. as a platonic with a capital P friend. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I but I'm, I think, I think at this stage, I'm expecting based on the volume two uh, uh, trailer or teaser that we had at the end of of this, I'm expecting a heavy, heavy, heavy upside down volume two. Mm, I'm expecting them to like be it. there, like probably. I'm expecting them to be there maybe 80% of the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I reckon it's going to be heavy upside down stuff because... Yeah, because we see Dustin in there as well. Yeah, um, and they're so on the, the search for Vecna. And, mm. like, I also think that with the time travel thing that may come into play a little bit more. And Eleven, obviously, there is a scene of Eleven in that teaser where she's holding up her hand and Vecna seems to be on the other end of that from what mm. I remember, what I recall. Yeah. So Eleven must make her way to the Upside Down at some point. Yeah. Um, so I think that how but, everybody actually yeah. gets there, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But but from what I think, Nancy's already there, Steve's already there um, mm-hmm. with her. I think that Robin just and, and Eddie make another decision to just jump back in. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, because I think yeah. what I think what's going to happen is they're obviously going to see Nancy. Well, they obviously do. Max works out straight away that Nancy um, is in a trance that mm-hmm. Beckner has got her. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, we're probably going to see the kids cross through that way to try mm. and help bring Nancy out of it. Um. And yeah. Yeah, I will say one thing though is that like Robin's wearing a really interesting outfit in in Volume Two, mm-hmm. and it's not the outfit she was okay. wearing. And so I'm kind of like, how is this working? Like, mm. what, does she just pick up clothes randomly, or because I want to know like the time differences here? Because yeah, Nancy and Steve are there. How long is Robin and Eddie in the real world? Like, mm. uh, maybe something happens where like the Fisher closes up again, and they need to go to another gate, and then the Robin yeah. changes their clothes and meet. I mean, why am I yep. talking about Robin's clothes? I don't know. I pay attention to everything this woman does. <laughs> yeah. it's like, I just can't help it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but I, look, I'll be real here. Like just aside from everything, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the biggest like super theory person. Like I, I, I kind of theorize deaths and direction of story, but I'm not someone who sits there and has these like grand theories. Mm. It's never been the type of person that I am. However, I wanted to say that I just feel like I am really excited 
yeah, the volume same. two. Yeah, I too. am like, I'm so interested to know where this goes next. I mean, I, and as much as like, you know, yes, these, these episodes are long. Like, fuck, I'm so excited to have like two movie length episodes to watch and to cover with you and yeah. you know and I, I you know I know that you said in the last couple of pods like you know maybe we should wait and, nah, and watch but yeah. I don't know if I can I don't think I can I wait I can't I can't yeah so yeah. but I I'm 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 excited you know yeah. are you excited how are you feeling about I'm all? excited I'm really really excited I'm glad that it's only it's less than two weeks now um mm-hmm. it's gonna be a goddamn long wait to yeah episode uh season five um but yeah i'm really really excited i i and i don't think the story can let us down from this point um yeah. it's just been too, like it's just been so strong that i feel like i'm just gonna be happy with the story no matter what way it goes um i do think and i reckon i'm pretty sure you feel this way too because i think we've talked about it like that um that original D D sequence that we saw i think in episode one or two i mm. think that same similar thing is gonna happen again because obviously erica rolls an 11 first and the 11 doesn't beat vector they oh, have to she rolls again yeah she rolls again and i think it's a 20 and that's when yeah. they beat vector so i i obviously i don't think this is going to be a thing where 11 is going to enter and get him straight away because i you know this guy has been there for a long time mm. and like he potentially might have gone super fucking strong yeah. Like, who knows if Eleven can do it on her own? How are they actually going to beat this dude? It's so weird that I didn't actually pick that up, and I think it's because I just my D and D brain is just like, oh, you can't, you can't beat someone on an eleven. I, like, I'm just like, oh yeah, twenty critical. Yeah. Hit. Like, but but that's actually really an interesting thing that they did, where mm. they they used they used eleven, which is technically quite a weak number when you are fighting anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but that to, to put that in there, that is, and and to think that that would be. Um, uh, you know, relevant for the future. That's no, that's really interesting. Yeah. I, I, I would, I, I do think I agree with you. If they put Eleven up against Vecna because of what we had just seen and the strength that she had to push him into the upside down, Vecna has got to have learnt from that and is ready to face. Yeah, again, definitely. You know, so I yeah. do think that this could end not badly. For I don't think Eleven's going to die or anything. If, no. if Eleven's going to die, I think it's going to happen in season five. I don't want her to die, but if if she were to. And, you know, I'll, I'm, I might change I just, my mind about this in the yeah. future. But if she were to, I don't think it's going to happen this... I, think I don't think so to be either. too important like, for season five. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I mean, well, they have kind of been foreshadowing that, like, we used to have this girl, she had powers, and but we're going to figure out something else. I, but I just don't see it. Um, yeah, I just... You're right. She's too important to the story. She's too important for how they always beat the big bad that um and you know like i feel like in you know in season two when they introduced that weird like side plot with um Mm -hmm. number eight and everyone hated it Mm -hmm. that could have been something that maybe they were trying to think oh we'll bring in like a another character like eight and maybe she can come and help 11 i just i don't think they're gonna bring those characters i would um, hope not if i see that i'm gonna be like i I just did not vibe with that story at all yeah but no, um, yeah, I I, I think... should say with that eleven D and D thing, I didn't pick that up. I read that on Reddit, but um, that's okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, good on Reddit for picking that up. No, yeah. That's really, oh man, that's really some cool. of these like some of the things that people notice, like that thing that I mentioned with the rainbows being upside down, mm. and like I saw today when I was looking um 
I was like doing some research for the pod, like in that battle scene, that fight scene that one has with Eleven, the Eleven is stood like in a very particular place. There's a rainbow mm. painted on the floor and the mm-hmm. rainbow is facing out from Eleven to like indicate like the power is coming out from her. Oh, wow. It's just so fucking cool, man. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it, yeah, I think visually everything, I'm, I'm, I was just so impressed with volume one, honestly. And like, I, I've been talking to friends of mine about it and I'm just, and obviously with you, but I just feel like every time I talk about this volume and I think about it and I think about, you know, how do I feel about it? Mm. I am genuinely, this is one of my favorite seasons of Stranger Things, like at least so far. And yeah. and it, I think it's because obviously it's more adult. It's more, yeah. um, the stakes it's feel darker. very high. Yeah. But also I just think everything about it has just that extra extra layer of emotion to it that mm. is is making it work very very well for me yeah and they're um, delving into some of these really like deep deep topics feelings. and um. feelings that they have and and you know i'm i am really interested to see how vecna uses things against mm. uh nancy obviously we know that vecna's probably going to go after will yes um, which is a sweet scary. Um, but I'm also really excited for it because we uh, need the storyline. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, but yeah, any any final thoughts that you have? Obviously, we will be back uh, for volume two, and we'll be back to do like wrap ups and everything after that. Yeah. So, do you have yeah. any like final thoughts that you want to kind of touch on, uh, just about mm. volume one and where we're going? Um, no. And how are you feeling? No. None at all. Else? I think I'm. I've I think I've mentioned everything. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited. Um, I can't wait. Two weeks, less than two weeks now. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I just feel like, yeah, the story has just come together in a really nice way. And, mm. uh, like, we're just going to jump straight into the action in the final two. And it's just going to be fucking epic, I'm sure of it. Yeah. And we um, are we are just very excited to cover it as well. So, um, mm. yeah, in, in, the, in the interim... Uh, mm-hmm. We have we have gotten some emails, but we're going to save them for yes. uh, at the end of volume two. But I just wanted to say, if you want to send us an email with any theories, any thoughts, any questions, anything you want to say, uh, email us at houseofvecna at gmail.com or send us something at House of Ekna on our Twitter. We have just created yes. a Twitter as well. Yes. Um, so yeah, go right ahead. But thank you otherwise so yeah. much for listening. We have really I should ask doing Francis, this. do you have anything else that you want to mention on the podcast? Oh no, I'm good. I'm I yeah. I'm ready to I think we've been, we've been talking, talking for, for like two hours. Almost two least. hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like just uh no, I'm I'm just excited to keep doing this with you. I always love speaking with you, Alyssa. It's always <gasps> wonderful. Too. And it's um, so much fun. It's been a lot of fun. And yeah, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us as yes. per usual. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will catch you on the flip side when we uh, well, we'll I, catch you on the upside now. Oh my gosh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say catch you on the flip side. Oh my gosh. Because wow. we share a brain cell. Yeah. <laughs> a single brain cell. Um, yeah, yes. see you guys later. And, yes. Uh, see you later, alligator. out. Ciao. Yes. Goodbye. Adios. See you. Adios. Goodbye. Farewell. Yasa. Sayonara. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Do 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 do.